0: This week, I'm going to pull something from my drama corner. Just one line, but it relates. Luke Simba, everything the light touches is our kingdom. Thank you.
1: Wow. Um, It relates. No, it does. It does. I just was curious about the accent you put on for that. Is (laughs) Is there a country you could attribute that accent to?
0: whatever country that James Earl Jones was trying to contribute his accent to in The Lion King
1: as Mufasa. Same country. Okay, sure. Um, That Mm -hmm. certainly relates. Thank you for bringing that in for us, (laughs) Um, Sydney. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This (laughs) is... um, I'm a little speechless. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just go ahead and start. Um, Let's tell our listener homegirls what we watched this week.
0: Yeah, let's go. Let's just do that. Why don't we? Yeah, yeah. instead of criticizing the accent that we put on. <laughs> One of us comes up here every week and does a cold open. Oh, I don't need God. any back
1: talk. Oh my God. Okay. Come on, girl. Let's do the show. Anyway.
0: Anyway. <laughs> this week, we're up in Toronto, eh? Uh, we tuned into brother. <laughs> Released twenty twenty two. I'm playing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know you're
1: all over the place. I, I'm trying to keep up. Yeah, eh?
0: we two, <laughs> eh? two brother. Released twenty twenty two. Currently available uh, to rent on your preferred platform: Prime Video, Apple TV, etc. Written and directed by Clement Virgo, and starring Lamar Johnson, Aaron Pierre, Marsha Stephanie Blake, and Kiana Madeira.
1: All right, let's start the show. The New Chillin' Circuit. Welcome back to The New Chillin' Circuit, the only podcast dedicated to black indies only. My name is Lex. And I'm Sid. And each week we watch a black independent movie. Why? Because we love them. Mm. And this week we're going to start off with our 60 second challenge where I tell you the plot of the movie in 60 seconds or less. And I'm not even going to spoil it for you. I'm going to just let you know what the vibe is in case you want to go watch the movie. Then we'll get into our general thoughts. And after that, we'll walk through the movie scene by scene. Get all into it. Sid, how do we end every episode?
0: At the end of each and every episode, we give out some flowers, uh, an award. We nominate somebody for our highly coveted Who Came to Act Award. And at the end of this season, only one of those many actors will be crowned our Who Came to Act Award winner for season four. That's crazy. Of the New Zealand
1: circuit. It's crazy. All right. Let's get started.
0: All right, y'all. This week's 60 Second Challenge is brought to you. By Lil' Kim. We're going to take it to the streets this week. (laughs) To the streets. (laughs) To the streets. (laughs) I want to remind you, Alexis, and our listener homegirls about the new rule that we instituted a few weeks ago, just so that you're aware. Um, You've had a flawless, I'm sure you'll do fine. You've had a flawless record so far this season, but I will remind you, you must remember the character names. A misstep. Mm -hmm half a strike okay okay just so we're you know familiar again
1: yeah Uh, i got it so i have to do the plot of the movie and i have Mm -hmm. to actually remember the characters names instead of just saying uh uh what's the name okay right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay i can do this this is easy there aren't that many characters in this movie so i can do it
0: Mm. okay That, that is lovely glad to hear it let's go ahead and start the clock now
1: Okay, so up north in Toronto, uh, in the Scarborough neighborhood, this is setting like that uh, across the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. So there are two brothers, Francis and Michael Boone, um, and they're of Jamaican descent, and they live with their mom, and her name's Ruth period. Mm -hmm. And so she works late nights and she's struggling to take care of her boys. They live in an apartment in like a rough area. So we watch Francis and Michael like grow up through the years out, not in chronological order. We just watch them grow up through the years and how uh, Francis, you know, tries to grasp some meaning in this like uh, very poor and like uh, stuck life of just growing up poor in the ghetto. And then Michael is just, you know, trying to grasp some meaning for himself so they rely on each other as brothers you get it because it's called brother um and they try and grow through all of that hello
0: okay yeah because the timer just ran out you <laughs> right right yeah. there right there Oof. yeah okay you tried to get you know extra details in this week that's what caught you up that you almost yeah. got I caught slipping to. a full strike yeah almost
1: i'm i'm, I'm Feeling a little bit more comfortable because I've gone mm-hmm. this whole season. I have a half a strike on my record from like two weeks ago because you wanted to get creative and throw this, <laughs> I got to remember the names stuff in there. Um, but outside of that, I'm feeling comfortable. I can put as much detail as I want. I got it. I can handle it.
0: Okay. it was That was yeah. good.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, now that we know what happened in the movie, we get the vibe. Let's get into our general thoughts on brother. Before we get into the review, I want to take a second to shout out some friends of the show. Filmmaker Nicole Sylvester actually uh, left us this comment from our rewind of Maya and her lover the other week. She says, thanks for the review. For a filmmaker, this feedback feels great. And knowing that the movie is loved and appreciated or simply watched, it gives an extra boost to keep pushing. Shout out to you, Nicole. We love Maya and her lover. That's why we reshared it a few weeks ago. If you haven't heard that episode, go ahead and check it out. If you haven't seen the movie, you definitely should watch it. We also want to shout out the actress Milan Perez, who starred in Gaslight, which we reviewed a few weeks ago. She says, y'all had me cracking up. Thank you for the flowers. (laughs) And of course, you know, we love to hear from the actors, the filmmakers, the crew, whomever, uh, from the films that we review. We love to hear from you guys. So let's get back to the show. So, Sid, what did you think of Brother?
0: I'm going to switch it up a little bit this week because I kind of want to get this out the way up top because I, I don't oh my want God. my, um, my feelings to be misconstrued or too far in the episode because I really want this to be known. Uh, Mr. Aaron Pierre, <laughs> if this makes it across your desk, sir, and you're like me, single and ready to mingle, let me? No. My at is in our Instagram profile. So check us out at New Chitlin Circuit on Instagram. You know, you see, I'm a good time over on my personal handle. I like to travel. Is this, I like to wait, be Wait, is with this my a friends. professional
1: pitch? Like, are you like, oh, let's network, let's build? Or like, what are you saying to Aaron Paul right now? Aaron, <laughs> Aaron Pierre right now?
0: Yeah, we can network and build.
1: That's what it's about. Mm-hmm. It's professional. Or is it personal?
0: Lots of things can happen with pillow talk, Alexis. Oh my god!
1: (laughs) You know the reason that's completely okay for you to shoot your shot right here at the top of the episode is he looked so good. He
0: looked so (laughs) good. I was in, and that goes into my first point. I was enamored. I couldn't keep my eyes off the screen. Anywhere (laughs) Francis was. My eyes were left and right, dotting across that screen, Watch, watching him, okay, float mm-hmm. through that character, Mr. Aaron, you acted down. I want to say just, yeah. just like a graceful gazelle, you know, if we're going to mm-hmm. sit with our Lion King, cold open. <laughs> um, it was... Beautiful, beautiful. Um, overall movie I thought was beautifully done, beautifully shot. Shout out to writer director Clement Virgo. The story I also really did enjoy. Um, them both trying to figure out what manhood meant to each other, like wh- what what it meant to them personally throughout the story it was interesting to like how that unfolded. Um, and how we got to the end of this very like tragic ending for one of our characters. Um, how they were. How their mother was, you know, also trying to deal with this kind of like grief and loss, but also trying to be the best parent that she could be, um, with mm-hmm. their like current circumsta- circumstances and their community. I love seeing how that kind of played a role into the story as well. So love the movie, enjoy my watch, and I mean, Aaron, anyway, you were just a cherry on top. Thanks. What did you think of Brother Alexis?
1: Okay. Um that was a lot Sid. I appreciate I never know what I'm gonna get when I ask you yeah. what you think of it. Yeah. I actually want to start my general thoughts with a deep cut. I have a reference mm-hmm. to make. Let's nice um, hear it. When I yeah. I was hoping that your code open would reference this because it's ultra niche. <laughs> it's very specific. Uh-huh. Um and it is honestly quite isolating for much of our audience. That's why I'm going to explain what it is.
0: Okay. And yeah.
1: what I'm referring to is the r and single <laughs> from the group called <laughs> Brother, which um, went, "He's my brother, and I love him just like myself." And that's the hook. Now mm-hmm. let's roll the deep cut music. Could somebody please make it, make it, make it make sense? in the Atlanta area? There was once a like local TV sh- channel. Like a local TV uh-huh. channel that was, I think TV. it came on. Like, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Peach Street TV. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and as you know, your high school was featured on it. The band had a TV show on mm-hmm. the local channel um, because Shout the high Southwest school you went cab. to, right, had a band of like what, like two hundred people. Like it was a really big band. Yeah, two two three hundred at its
0: peak. Yeah, like when I was in the band, uh, two hundred something. But before I was in there, like two to three hundred. Like. High
1: schoolers a lot. was in the
0: band. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of us. We're a big ass band.
1: <laughs> yeah. So they had a TV show. But what show would come on before the Southwest DeCab TV show, which inexplicably mm-hmm. filmed and produced reality TV about high schoolers. <laughs> um, <laughs> the show that would come on before that was called Brother with a U. <laughs> and it was a huh. band of like five grown men and they were brothers. And their hit single was he's my brother and I love him just like myself but they never played the whole song on the show so (laughs) the commercials where they would advertise the show would just repeat Uh he's my brother and I love him just like myself (laughs) and they would just practice over and over again can we plug that just in here (laughs) yes (laughs) after the music okay he's my brother and I love him like myself he's my brother and I love him like no one else Yes. yes So that's all I could think about when I saw the movie was named Brother. <laughs> is the like I wonder where that R and B group Brother is?
0: <laughs> yeah, brother, I'm They look like I mean, like every male R and B group at the time is very much like 112. The um, yeah. New Edition came back for the fifth time, day 26. Mm-hmm. They all they all had the same look in this era. Right.
1: Yeah. So it made me think of that because the show was about their music, but it really was about their brotherhood and like just how much they, Aww. you know, they got into it. Family will always be tight, even when And you they was all for fool, real brothers, like they blood was brothers. brothers, like B Five brothers. Yeah, It was all oh related. My. So yeah, it just made me think of that. Um, and I know we've been looking for an excuse to roll the deep cut music. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's Can one somebody
0: for you. please make it. Make it make sense. Make it make sense.
1: <laughs> okay, let's get out of the deep cut. Let's go back to it. Somebody please make it make it make it make sense. Okay, so that was my first thought. My second thought on this movie was like, wow. I feel like this movie scratched an itch, like in like scratched a part in my brain that I mm-hmm. desperately want like some of those array. Movies we've watched. Yes, to scratch. exactly. Yes, <laughs> <Like, laughs> yes. And they would never scratch it. It's like when mm-hmm. somebody's scratching your back, but they're in the wrong area, and they weren't yep, listening yep. to you. Like yep. that's what those movies feel like. It's like mm-hmm. I see how much you're feeling, like writer director. Yeah. I see how much you're feeling about this, but it. I don't feel like I'm there with you hundred percent. I'm not... more confused than mm-hmm. anything. <laughs> yeah, but what's that window
0: Pierce yeah. movie we watched? That was like the most confusing. That one and the saxophonist movie, also in Canada, we were both like.
1: I liked the saxophonist one less. The, the saxophone was called swim, um, swimming, swim, um, swim. swim. <laughs> what is it called, man? <laughs> I'm looking. I'm finding. Toronto it. swim movie because it was also set in Toronto. Yes. Um, learn to swim.
0: Learn to swim.
1: Yeah, and. I found that one to be really contorted. <laughs> like yeah. It was just so mm-hmm. confusing and I didn't understand what they wanted me to know. Um, but uh, this this film did like a, I, I would describe it as like character and emotion over plot mm-hmm. and chronology, you know, but they did that yeah, in a yeah. way where they, they re- it really stuck the landing for me. That's what I feel. I liked the movie. I think Creepy. it was well done. The mm-hmm. last thing I'm going to say about my feelings is I haven't had to ring this bell all year because it hasn't come up but Mm. guys we gotta stop with the like hashtag anti-trauma movie brigade Um, Mm -hmm. we have to stop because I already like I wrote my letterbox review of this and I was looking at some other people's reviews and somebody was like somebody like dismissed it like gave it two stars and said like "Uh, here's our yearly black trauma movie and I'm like (sighs) You can't be so, like, I get it. I get it. There was a time Mm -hmm. when at the theaters, it was just Precious in the Blind Side. And, like, there was a time where it was just (laughs) gone with the wind. And, like, I get it, you know? Right. But times have changed a little bit. And somebody making a movie about the place they're from and, like, just acknowledging Mm -hmm. stuff that actually happened there. And like showing us the fullness of characters and like, I don't know, like just letting something be yeah. realistic and grounded. That's not the same as a hashtag trauma movie. I just, I get, right, I feel like right. it's a reduction. I feel like it's an oversimplification of, it of a film that shows black struggle. It's okay. Black people mm-hmm. struggle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. yeah, that happens. So that's, that's, yeah.
0: yes. Mm-hmm. And we can't talk about it, <laughs> right? We can't write about it. That's crazy, right?
1: Right. So I just don't like that. If if you're someone, it's it's valid. If you're someone who just doesn't have the stomach to watch that at yeah, all, yeah. I, I get that. But like, this is not a film to be written off as a quote unquote trauma movie. Like there are people I who agree. think that about Moonlight. Like that's not a. Are you are you crazy? Well, like, my, I didn't find really. Was
0: traumatic at all. Like there had moments, and I were like, "Damn, I, I'm mad that Chiron is going through this." But like, mm-hmm. really, I'm like what's so hmm.
1: yeah, people think that. Like, and with this film, I think the person was like, "Oh, why can't people just have? Why can't black people just have like a movie like Lady Bird?"
0: Because we're not about? always happy. And
1: also, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? Did you go see Little? with Marseille? Did you, Did you go you? see Little with Marseille? Did you? Good question. If you didn't, shut up. Because shut that up. ain't nothing trauma traumatic about that. Show ain't. <laughs> like, Show ain't. come on. Yeah. Anyway, I just get tired of that. Mm. <laughs> so that's what I thought about it. Thanks for asking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now that we know how we're feeling about it, let's walk through some of the scenes. Yes. Here at the new Chitlin Circuit, we'd like to start with the first scene of the movie. And this one opens up with this really like dramatic speech that Francis, mm-hmm. played by Aaron Pierre, is given to his little brother, Michael. This is when they're like teenagers, you know, they're yeah. standing at the bottom of those big uh, electrical, uh, the ones that look like a Eiffel Tower.
0: The Iron Giant. Like, you remember that movie? They look like that.
1: Like that. Yeah. Now yeah. I remember that. Now that you just said it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're standing at the base of it, and Francis is telling his little brother, Okay, we're gonna climb up. You know, you have to watch me. You cannot make one wrong move. The higher up you get, the more you're gonna feel the electricity, but you can't you can't mess up nothing. Touch one wrong metal up there, you're gonna fry and fall and die. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very dramatic. And when we open up with this, so obviously this opening scene provides some type of like thematic clue to us of like yeah. What the film's about, and like the dynamic between these two brothers, and that's how we open it up. What was you thinking initially, Sid? Was you like, oh, okay? Oh
0: no, yeah, I was like, wow, this is. Um, I was like, first I thought, okay, if this is some kind of like deep metaphor for yeah. like climbing, and I was, I was like, mm, whatever. Yeah. But you know, Aaron was saying this, so I let it go. But as the yeah. movie progressed, you know, I said, oh, okay, um, it's clearly Michael. Michael doesn't have a voice of his own yet, and Francis mm-hmm. is kind of both of their voices. He's their uh, voice box, and that yeah. is clearer. Th- the that becomes clearer the more uh, film that you watch, the more the movie that we see. Um, so at first I was like, okay, like these these two brothers are going to get up here and climb these electrical poles, and I also thought that's how one of the characters dies. I said, does he get shocked to die? Because right. that's tragic, and I don't want to see that.
1: Um, right.
0: Yeah,
1: I was skeptical in this first scene mm-hmm. because we've i i've personally seen quite a few movies um and tv shows that stumble with this thing of like you know somebody's trying to do something and they're relying mm-hmm. on the voice of a dead relative because something in yeah. me just like thought like francis was like gone because we see that in the next scene that like we flash forward right. and he's just not in the house anymore um, mm-hmm. And, like, I've seen stuff where, like, that kind of stumbles, and all we know of this dead person is that they used to say wise stuff. So I was a little skeptical coming in.
0: Right, right. Because, I, I, true, yeah. I wasn't sure, like, how built out Francis' character would be, or is he just a ghost right. this movie? And we get That's small close. flashbacks that kind of inform Michael's decisions. I'm glad that was not the case, because I, I didn't want right. that to happen. Right. Yeah.
1: This, you're being like perfectly descriptive today. That's ex- like, you're, you're finding the words mm-hmm. for me. That's exactly what I was thinking.
0: Yep. yep.
1: Um, so yeah, we we leave from there and we, the, the film is set across three different time periods, uh, Homegirls. Mm-hmm. So we have the way while ago, which is <laughs> uh, <laughs> little Francis and little Michael played by like mm-hmm. child actors. Maybe they're like, nine and seven maybe they're like yeah. seven and 11 something like that something you know, like that francis you know. is the older one mm-hmm. um and then we have this middle phase which is what we see in the opening scene they're both teenagers francis is probably like 19 20 and michael is yeah. maybe 15 17 16,
0: 18 oh 15 16 right. you're right he was much smaller yeah he seemed younger
1: yeah and that's an important note francis is huge <laughs> like physically big man
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's a big man really imposing okay.
1: figure yeah yeah. whereas michael is a very like uh, he doesn't take up much space literally mm-hmm. and yes he's and quiet yeah
0: he's a fly like he's a wallflower like truly michael is if he he'd walk in a room and you wouldn't even know he was in there because he didn't say nothing
1: you were on a roll yeah he's literally a wallflower yeah and then we have the Later, uh, like the third set of chronology, which is once Francis is out of the picture, we have a more Mm -hmm. adult Michael, who maybe is 22, 23, maybe older, you know, but he's in his 20s and his mom, their mom is a constant in these three phases. And you can see Mm -hmm. when she's a young single mother just trying to make ends meet to when she, you know, is a little bit older. So that's the setup here. Things don't flow exactly chronologically so we'll be telling you guys you know different things across those different phases Yep. yeah so the first thing we see is they're walking to school right this is their teenage years and they're both still in school
0: yes yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and this
1: we we already see what we um kind of suspect about their dynamic they get to school and the first thing Francis does is like says okay bye Mike bye Michael and he goes off with his friends who are the older boys roughneck guys you know kind of schoolyard bullies like the cool guys they are
0: bullies yeah they're big bullies actually it's not even like low key they're actual bullies
1: (laughs) for real (laughs) Um, and Michael just kind of shrinks down and goes on to school because that's what he does he just shrinks you know
0: I will say, um, Lamar Johnson, the actor who's playing Mike, like his body language throughout this entire movie was incredible. Like the way he like mm-hmm. literally shrunk into himself into his backpack when he's like walking yeah. into school, puts on his headphones, he makes himself smaller in every scene, mm-hmm. and he kind of like you see like glimpses of him breaking out of that a little bit when like he meets Aisha later on, or like you know when he's trying to like yeah. stand up for himself, like Francis taught him to, or you know trying to be there for their mom. But a lot of the movie, he's really just this like shrunk. I don't know. This just yeah, like shrunken version of himself, just not wanting to be seen, talked to, heard from, just following behind Francis.
1: We mentioned Moonlight briefly while we were talking off mic, Um, Mm -hmm. and you know if you've seen Moonlight before, like that middle stage of Chiron's life that Ashton Sanders plays, uh, Mm -hmm. Michael. And uh, Lamar Johnson's like portrayal of Michael really reminded me of that shrunkenness and like when met with some type of opposition, Michael just kind of goes limp and just goes with it. You know, he doesn't ever Mm -hmm. fight back, you know? So I want to get into uh, the first little nugget here. It won't go in exact order, but you you let me know if I'm skipping something too important to skip. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things we see is, um, the younger version of Francis and Michael, they, they're they both, it's just th- those three, Francis, Michael, and their mom. They live in this apartment. They lived in this apartment their whole life. Um, Francis and Michael's whole life, their mom immigrated from Jamaica. Yep. And we see the younger versions of them where the mom is working late night shifts, like overnight shifts. You know, she's not getting mm-hmm. back home till 6 a.m. And she's having to give them the speech, like, "Don't open this door. Don't nobody
0: don't, in here. Don't
1: cut on that stove. Yeah. Do not cut on that fucking stove. Do not do that. If you go at watch all. TV,
0: you have one hour. I will be calling mm-hmm. here at exactly nine o'clock. I need y'all in the bed. Do not play with right, <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. And honestly, they both they seem you know they both of the boys are very respectful of their mother and fearful mm-hmm. of her as well. That's a good balance, fear and respect. Yeah. <laughs> don't, for
0: real like unless i want to get kidnapped or who knows what else you leave this house do not play right. with me
1: yeah exactly and we see these glimpses of francis being such a caretaker in this family yes um mm-hmm. so when his mom gets home from work and when he's a small boy when he's like elementary school age you know he's bringing her a, a cold glass of juice making it just how yep. she likes And then we flash forward to when he's a teenager and she gets off of work and he's bringing her uh, her like foot pail, like full of hot water and like, Mm -hmm. okay, here's your towel. You know, let me you're going to start dinner. You know, he's being very uh, he's just a caretaker. He's being very caring. Mm -hmm. He's the and he's a mama's boy too.
0: He's a mama's boy, like he's a huge mama's boy. Like, mom, you sure you okay? Like, you you need me to massage your feet, your shoulders. But (laughs) he's a huge mama's boy. But also trying to like figure out like some his independence at the same time. Because in that scene, we see him going, "All right, you said you're good. I'm about to head out and go to Desiree's, like the hangout where him and his friends be at, and I'll Mm -hmm. see you later." His mom's like, "Well, a minute now, Francis. Okay, you running the streets?" (laughs) We don't do that with the the hooligans. I would like to say, okay. So, cause we all know, um, the OG black Canadian Aubrey, um, the
1: the president of black Canada, the president
0: of of black Canada. um, (laughs) And he talks a lot about, you know, his, uh, his time in Toronto and, uh, growing up, um, In in the hoods of Canada, I didn't believe him because he's not very believable in that sense. Just Drake doesn't give me that. Um, This was, you know, this made me a believer. There are hoods in Canada and in Toronto. Good to know.
1: Yeah, got some madness and badness (laughs) combination. (laughs) Combination.
0: (laughs) Because when you think of Canada, I just you know maple syrup, Canadian bacon, Mounties, maple trees. That's what I
1: think of. As an American. Everywhere in the world got hoods. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, and so we get that now. One little, very subtle thing that happens that honestly felt a little bit uh, John Singleton, Baby Boy, <laughs> which mm. was we before we see this montage of Francis taking care of his mom as a small child and as an older like teenager, mm-hmm. we have a uh, teenage um, Michael. Sitting in a library, reading like a mythology book with his yeah. love interest Aisha, and she's talking about how she likes the story of Oedipus and how mm-hmm. you know you know Oedipus mm-hmm. is the story where the guy has a romantic relationship with, with his, his mama, mother, and it's like right, and it's like a yeah. metaphor for like I feel like that's something that's often used to describe like the kind of boy mom uh, relationship yeah. where Oedipus complexes the, like
0: these men have. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, there's a word for that. I forgot. Oedipus mm-hmm. complex, and then we go into this montage of him like making her foot bath. You know, <laughs> like, right, right, right. So I very remember being so disgusted
0: there. in the ninth grade yeah. um, reading <laughs> Oedipus story. And I, I remember finishing it and I raised my hand. I was like, Miss Lewis, <laughs> did he just do what I think he just did with his mama? And she mm-hmm. goes, Yes, class. Are we done reading? Let's discuss. <laughs> so, Oh, girl, this is nasty. <laughs> this is disgusting.
1: <laughs> yeah, they didn't make us read much or nothing. It's really a shame. Um, <laughs> at, at my schoolhouses, we didn't, we didn't read that. Um, but so we see this about Francis. You know, he's very caring. He's incredibly mm-hmm. protective, not just of his mom and his brother, but of anybody in his vicinity. You know. Yeah. We circle. get this scene where. Michael's just walking around the school and one of Francis's friends just goes to bother him and mess with him because he's listening to, quote, white boy music on his Walkman. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And before this bully can really get started, like bullying Michael, Francis comes in and shuts the whole situation down. You know, something you frequently hear Francis say throughout this movie is don't touch him.
0: Don't touch and him. And he's talking yeah. about
1: different people. Like, don't touch him. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: So that's what we know about him. Now, you might notice, Listener Homegirl, that there's less to say about Michael at this point. And, you know, his personality. One thing that I want to, uh, like, all in all, when I, when I see mm-hmm. how both of these characters reacted to some of the same things, um, I see Francis as just more of an active player in his own life. You know, yes,
0: he is. He
1: is like Francis is like, if there is something for me, I'm going to get it, I'm, gonna it. I'm to going to make Francis wants to get
0: out of their situation. Michael is just very comfortable because he knows,
1: yeah,
0: you know, even though mom is working these crazy, after, like late night hours to just keep us in this house, mm-hmm. Francis, is like, I don't, we don't have to do this all the time. Like, I'm gonna get out of here, figure it out. I'll send mom right. some money. But Michael just knows Francis is here to protect me. Mom is here to provide for us. And he's okay yeah. with that.
1: I think Michael's just scared. I think Michael's And he's like, scared. Yeah. His fear has like paralyzed him passive until a yeah, passenger yeah. Into, of his life. You know, mm-hmm. even when we look at a very important theme in this movie is music. So yes. we get a lot of through lines as children, as adults, as teenagers, of Francis loving his records, you know, he'll throw mm-hmm. his headphones on and just get lost in the world of Nina Simone for a while.
0: Yeah, I said, "Oh, go! You better sing that girl." Ne me pa. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <dead. laughs>
1: it was, and this is something that like drew Francis, and like that was his escape. Like he's like, music mm-hmm. is something I'm going to actively pursue. Whereas Francis's like escapism with music. Is something that Michael just observed, you know? Yeah. When Michael (laughs) listened to Mm -hmm. music, it was like really kind of just like this mimicking thing of like... It it didn't Mm. feel like as much of an active relationship between him and music that Francis had with music. And
0: I think it's also because I feel like Michael observed like when Francis has his... No one's bothering him when his headphones are on. So it's kind of like his... He can go, he can be completely incognito. I have my headphones on. I look preoccupied. Do not mm-hmm. come up and talk to me. Do not bother me because I don't want to be bothered is Michael's right.
1: disposition. Right. Yeah. So that's that. Now what begins to happen is Francis is becoming disillusioned with this whole school situation, <laughs> like this whole mm-hmm. high school stuff. He's a senior. He's three months away from graduation. And he tells his brother, you know, I'm thinking about quitting. I'm thinking about quitting school. He's dejected because they just keep shuffling everybody into the shop class. You know, Mm -hmm. they're not, you know, this is the like 90s. Like this is the late 90s. And they're not like giving everybody like open chance and open opportunity to like dabble in different things. It's just like, hey, you just going to need to learn how to work this wood and make a shelf (laughs) right right get you You a trade that's that's all you need to do right yeah right and francis is like fuck that you know he says that quite a Mm lot um in this movie in escalating situations and the first place that he says it is when the shop teacher is like oh your shelves are crooked and he's like fuck that fuck this fuck (laughs) y'all i'm out of here right i'm out of here quit school (laughs) just quit school just like that
0: I'd watch that back walk away anytime. Oh my
1: god! Oh my god! I will say, um, now mind you, I am supposed to be gay. Okay, <laughs> that's your that's your plug. That's my I am
0: supposed right to be.
1: <laughs> I am supposed to be gay. But what he was doing to that tracksuit, the way his back was stressing, like stretching, stretching out that oh, tracksuit and them crochet and that like, knit long, crochet knit, yeah. tank top.
0: Oh. Yeah.
1: Oh my god. To be god. a thread on that tank top. My God. To be a thread, mm. just a stitch. Okay. Mm. Let me get yeah. back gay. I know, <laughs> I know. I'm not that gay. Like. <laughs> It's, I think that's unrealistic to be that gay. Like, <laughs> that just, that you can't take a break. Like, like <laughs> he you said, know? let's put a pin
0: in that. We'll get back to it. Yeah. I
1: talk. got a full time job. I still get three weeks off a year. So. <laughs> right. Right.
0: I can anyway. take a vacation.
1: <laughs> I can take a vacation from being gay. <laughs> but yeah, so he just saunters out of there. Um, and he didn't. He walked out, but it felt like sauntering <laughs> to me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> So nice. his mom's fucking pissed. Cause if it's one thing you want to do to piss off a Jamaican mama is to not take your schooling seriously, you know,
0: what is wrong with you? So, She's working for what, for you to just quit school. Cause you mad that the shop teacher, yes, he is riding y'all. He's being unfair and it feels racial. It does. It is. But, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> like You got three months of high school left. Come on, man.
1: Right. Yeah. So, his 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 position around the apartment around his home is getting too fraught, and mm-hmm. he's spending less and less time there and more and more time at Desiree's. You want to tell yeah. everybody a little bit about Desiree's? <laughs> yeah,
0: Desiree's um, is it's a barber shop slash not lounge. Lounge is very Atlanta. I'm sorry, um, <laughs> hangout. <laughs> like yeah. there's a DJ in there. Um, Francis and all of his like friends, they hang out in the back room. They go up, get their hair cut. His uh friend Jelly is like a he likes DJ Scratch. <laughs> yeah, one of those guys. So he like plays music in the shop and stuff. They all just hang out, have a good time, throw parties on the weekends. Um mm-hmm. Desiree is their little after school spot, and that's where Francis mm-hmm. has been spending most of his time when he's not at home. There's
1: a place to sleep in the back. So there is
0: a place to sleep in the back. They can just yeah. stay
1: overnight. Now, right. this is another important place that I really want to take us to because at this point he's dropped out. He's working a like dehumanizing job cleaning like a retail mm-hmm. store, which we later yeah. see um, that his little brother Michael ends up working at that same store later on in adulthood. Yep. Um, and it just cements just how hard to get out of all of this. Like no matter what mm-hmm. choices you make, you know, because it's assumed that Michael finishes school, you know? Right, right, right. So nevertheless he's uh francis is working you know at this job at this service job and just spending his weekends trying to mix some records um with his friends Mm -hmm. but he's left home and michael is not eating at home because his mom isn't making enough to get groceries and stuff so we we when we see how francis is living at at, uh desiree's uh, michael comes and it's like pretty much like hey I really haven't eaten that much. What can we? What can we do mm-hmm. with that? <laughs> so Francis takes him to get some groceries and all of that. Yeah. Two things happen that are important to know. The first thing is that Francis finally says to Michael exactly what you said earlier in the episodes mm-hmm. here. He tells him to stop looking so poe every time everywhere he goes. <laughs> walk like place, yeah. Stand up Have some like you respect walk- for some-
0: yourself. Yeah,
1: like right
0: straighten your back up when you walk into a room speak to people like mm-hmm. let them acknowledge that you were here instead of just fading into the background
1: right <laughs> you know um <laughs> francis makes a quite a statement of this frequently about this concept of being a nobody and like mm-hmm. just because you don't have anything right now doesn't mean you can't take pride in yourself and let people know that you're not a nobody you know
0: yeah i think that's a good like opposite for cuz francis felt like He's a big fish in a little pond, and he knows he's mm-hmm. a big fish who needs to be out in the world for people to see and know who Francis is and all that he can offer. And Michael is just fine being a little fish. He's like, listen, this is mm-hmm. I'm gonna just wade through the same rock every day. You know, we'll nibble on a little bit of coral or whatever. I don't know, what's in a pond. You know, say hi to the tadpoles. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. The analogy's gone lily too far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the lily pads. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, Francis is like, there's so much more out out in the world than like uh, however many like square mile radius of our neighborhood. And Michael's afraid. Right. He's afraid to see it because Francis does Michael's mention- Michael's so scared. He's so scared. Yeah. He's like, oh, that's on that's way so out on the scared. east side over like past the highway. And Francis is like, bro, you know how big the world is? That is not right. some major travel That's Like you're not traveling yeah. going, crossing the highway.
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah. and that's a good thing to bring up because this is exact. this is such a perfect the movie just kept making these uh scenes that show exactly who both of these men are so when they're out you know getting some food and picking up the groceries at this time um francis is like i think i found who our father is and he lives Mm -hmm. in scarborough and Michael's like, oh, that's across the highway. But whatever, they get past that right. <laughs> because they have a Michael, car. Why and they can we drive go that far? It. Like nigga, it's just we can just get in the car. <laughs> in the car, You're right? <laughs> so they go to this place where apparently this is their father, who they really never met, like for real. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't know anything about him because they mama don't talk about him. So they go and yeah. ring his buzzer two, three times, and Francis is like, "It's me." It's Francis and Michael. And the man on the other side of the buzzer is like, "Mm, you got the wrong house. Don't say nothing.
0: That's how I do when a Jehovah's (laughs) Witness ring my bell. I'm like, Uh, how did I even answer it? Can we come up? And I just sit there silently and let the static (laughs) make noise between the two of us. (laughs) No.
1: So to me, that's a perfect microcosm because Francis is if Francis feels there might be a chance under a stone. He's going to pick it up and look. Yes. Whereas Michael feels that the only thing he really needs to worry about is what he has. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Michael's living his life, just trying to hold on to whatever little comforts he has and not yep. think about, because if what you're trying to go get more, more, you could lose what you yeah. have. Right. Right.
0: Right. Right. And he
1: can't stand to lose anything of what he has, even, even mm-hmm. though it's just tiny comforts. You know? Yeah. So that was a perfect microcosm because Michael really didn't want to learn anything about his dad because he already no, has he didn't get children. And-
0: Right, yeah. and I got Francis. What more do I need? I don't need no more family. Right, I got you. And Francis. Don't need no daddy. Got Francis. <laughs> i got Francis. <laughs> so what you want me to do? Brother and a daddy. All got both parents. <laughs> brother daddy. <laughs> brother daddy. <laughs> brother daddy. <laughs> that would have been a good. Ooh, damn. Now Tyler Perry gonna name something. Brother daddy. We just gave him that. <laughs> damn.
1: <laughs> Did you ever watch the Niecy Nash's show on FX, Claws, about the nails? Of course I watched Claws. There, wasn't a character called Uncle Daddy on there?
0: Uncle Daddy on <laughs> um, Claws, Yeah. The big uh, main mob dude was Uncle Daddy. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Uncle Daddy. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so now now we, this is really starting to pick up and unfold because we're starting to see them, their neighborhood is going down the drain. Number one, yeah, because we're entering into—it's not spoken specifically, but you can tell we're entering into more a time of more gangs, more drugs, mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And with that comes what more police. <laughs> so exactly. Yeah, it just goes worse and worse. And you know, um, I, right now, I would like to comment on Francis's relationship with Jelly, which is what we learn um yes when Michael let's do both Francis
0: Jelly Michael and Aisha let's
1: do it perfect because that's how it was shown in the movie
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah so they go back home and you know um things are happening things are getting scary around the neighborhood Mm -hmm. and Michael has his friend Aisha who goes to their school and she's like she lives in a neighborhood you know they grow up together essentially it's real. Yeah, he's Monica been watching and
0: Aisha basically, very Monica and Quincy, like <laughs> uh, ogling at like just drooling over Aisha since they were children. And she never paid him no mind. Yeah. Like, who is this little boy who also lives? And he has and he no game.
1: game. No when game. When we were introduced to her, she's like, I'm Aisha. And he says, I'm Right. That's not what you're supposed I, to say. That's, so, that's, that's, weird. that's creepy. That's so weird. <laughs> oh, my, weird.
0: What do you mean just you know? Say, oh, We've never I'm spoken Michael.
1: before. Right. Why would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> So, despite a girl. that, she still likes his ass. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't <know> yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. Yeah. So, he goes to her place and, you know, her dad's not there for the evening. Uh, her dad is also mm-hmm. a Jamaican immigrant living in the neighborhood. And so, they be- they begin to get intimate. I want to note, even in this yeah. scene, when they're having, like, sex for the first time and, you know, they're yeah. just teenagers. Teenage mm-hmm. love affair. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. It would
0: <laughs> No, I was no no no. I, I also had a comment on this scene. Uh so I, I want you to say yours first and okay. I'll say mine second. Okay, go ahead.
1: Notice that it's Aisha who initiates this whole thing. Because God forbid yes, Michael initiate anything in his life. Like he never would. On every level, he is just paralyzed by mm-hmm. the trauma mm-hmm. he endures living in this like poverty, in this like, adject. Yeah, poverty. yeah. What were you gonna say about the scene? <laughs>
0: Mine wasn't as, um, uh, no, it's articulate, but it wasn't as uh, film analytical as yours was. I was going to say- we do both
1: here. We do both here. We
0: do both. You're right. You're right. And the scene Aisha has on a pair of overalls. And I was just going to say, you don't know a real intimate moment until you got to unbuckle them overalls for somebody. (laughs) 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 Hey, <laughs> 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 that, that's intimacy. Because <laughs> you got to oh, unbuckle them overalls. Sydney,
1: listen. that was a cinematic comment to make because it relates yeah. to something I I wanted to say so bad. Mm-hmm. And this is the perfect scene to talk about it. Yeah, The sound design in this movie is so thoughtful. Mm, <laughs> in this is. scene, yep. they yep. went and had... Because a, a, I know the buckle ain't that loud. They had a folk not- artist... <laughs> Put in a sound to get that, (laughs) yeah. When she undid both of them jean Mm -hmm. straps off the overalls, Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) one of the saddest days of my life. Uh, this happened like two years ago. Uh, the button on my overall fell off, so I had to give them away. (laughs)
1: Oh, your little overall
0: Um, shorts, my my little overall shorts, yeah. The boys used to eat those up you rode them to the wheels to the them ground them used to
1: be, i'm telling to you, the this ground, ground. if you had ever if you've lived in new york you might have seen it if you live in <laughs> manhattan if you've seen this woman wear some light wash denim overall shorts <laughs> some trouble was coming to your neighborhood <laughs> in the summertime <laughs> because <laughs> every time you put them on you're going to start up trouble <laughs> yeah th- those
0: those have seen me through many a long nights um, across the country west coast east coast middle Middle atlantic <laughs> everywhere I've, I have uh, I told you, I saw a girl those
1: I was at the rib fest here like a year or <laughs> something ago and I saw uh-huh. a girl who had on them over and she looked just like you when I looked fast she looked just like you I was like the overalls the are here <laughs> what's going on do i do what's, what's, going, what's going on, on? we're gonna turn up it wasn't you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah this is going on um it's back in scarborough but over at desiree's mm-hmm. we see francis come back in and he's you know yes. in distress we'll talk about you know what caused this distress in both of these young men but he's in distress mm-hmm. he comes back and he's looking for comfort and jelly is like you know what's up you good and this is when we yeah. get the suspicion confirmed that jelly yes. and Francis are like together like intimate, they have an together, intimate yeah. relationship and mm-hmm. Francis is queer you know yep. that adds a whole nother layer to the movie in it, my do. Opinion.
0: it do it yeah. do I think that's probably another reason why Francis is so like wanting to leave. He's like, I w- I really mm-hmm. just want to be who I am and just like be out in the world and not feel so trapped here. Cause it's like, he yeah. he's literally hiding a part of himself because yeah. he can't be queer. Um Cause all his homeboys like supposed to be real hard and like, you know, right uh, you know, it's the thuggish, ruggish type. <laughs> uh, <laughs> behavior. So yeah, I want to know yeah. because I've been noting it all season, uh the actor who plays Jelly Lavelle Adams gray, Also in my stories, Power Book 2, he's one of the main characters, Drew. So it was great to see him in a a film and not just in power.
1: That is my favorite new segment.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Who's in power? (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, we get this, like, um, very intimate scene of, like, you know, it's less about sex and more about intimacy over at Francis Mm -hmm. and Jelly's uh, bedroom because Jelly is comforting Francis and it's like, you know, Everything's okay. And you can tell, Yeah, yeah. You no, know, that's just an aspect of their relationship. The same is true mm-hmm. for Aisha and Michael. Like, comforting this, they're comforting each other in these, like, yes. really fucked up uncertain times, you know?
0: Right, right, right. And Aisha helps Michael come out of his shell. Like, when she, yeah. he's with her, he is not complete 180 because he's still Michael, but he's a much more <laughs> vibrant Michael <laughs> than who he is on an everyday basis.
1: Yeah. yeah. So now the reason they that that Michael and Francis got spun into this distress is because you know they were walking back in their neighborhood one day and they witnessed somebody get shot, like they witnessed mm-hmm. somebody get like shot down by some guys they didn't know in the neighborhood. And this is how yeah. we got the signal that the neighborhood's kind of changing because we keep seeing all these guys looking for trouble who mm-hmm. nobody knows. Like you're not, you don't live here. What are you doing? Right. You, right. Right.
0: Why you? Over- um, like, which is also crazy to me because like, it can't just, it's, isn't really that deep people. I feel like uh, yeah. Freddie from a different world. Stop the violence. Like, <laughs> is it ever that per- <laughs> that serious? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. Because that's why, you know, uh, somebody, the, the guy who got shot got shot because we told you to stay out of our neighborhood, which is like, mm-hmm. like, that's just such a shit reason, you know? Right, but, right. On the other hand, the the layer of that you can understand is if there if the government like if the city leaves a ghetto to fend for itself, mm-hmm. then a a para police force gets formed in the form of gangs who run the territory yep. and like in kind of sometimes an extortionist way, like provide mm-hmm. some level of protection and ownership over that area. Yeah. If now other people are coming in and it becomes territorial then people get defensive like why are you mm-hmm. are you here to hurt us you know right so right right fear is at an all time high in situations yes. like that so which is still once it's still a really dumb reason to die like it's a really dumb mm-hmm. reason to kill somebody it you is. know but the movie did a good job of illustrating just how like all of this stuff is just a big swirl mess of like right. emotions and poverty and fear, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree, and not like beating us over the head. Like, yeah. this is what happens it when you black and you like, you know, like it, it's like poverty's all around. It's it's it's. I think it's done in a thoughtful way, um, and like, because I mean, it's, it's a movie, so it's like in an I would say. Artful way, but it was done yeah. to like also feel compassion for all involved, like even the guys was like, "Well, why we gotta? We don't gotta do that." Like I feel yeah. like a Sm- a Smokey Robinson, brother, we gotta mm. stop shooting
1: each other, smoking <laughs> that, drinking that wine, wine. <laughs> gang bang, gang. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna add this, add that clip to this. <laughs> That'd be funny.
1: On social, That'd be so funny. yeah, smoking that yeah. smoke, <laughs> doing that, he was so serious. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he was going in violence with that. He one. thought he was going like <laughs> world peace, Smoker just knew it. No, but yeah, so ditches are running high. You know, we get a we, we do have some levity in this film, by the way, yes. of music. Music and community Mm -hmm. and dance and food. You know, Mm -hmm. we have this moment where I really love this scene.
0: Oh my god!
1: Put a a pin in it. Let's talk about Sister Nancy real quick. (laughs) Sister Nancy, yes. I that was such a perfect song to add to the score. The first time we Mm -hmm. see Desiree, they are bumping Sister Nancy, and like you know, this is the like night, like late nineties type of area. And then we see like. The next time we go there, they're playing mm-hmm. the first song that sampled "Bomb Bop. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah. So we're getting this mm-hmm. like para commentary on like how like this is also at this hip hop's coming of age at yeah. this time as well. Yeah. Like you know, Which,
0: you know what? Which is also it's funny to see. Uh, it also it's a little late. I feel like too because like obviously like I don't know how 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 quickly the trends and what was going on in hip hop in the States, like in New York. And then what was bubbling up in the South and then on the West coast, obviously through TV, radio, whatever, but like truly how quickly all that traveled up to Canada for, because we know Drake got it when he went to Memphis, but I'm talking about the rest (laughs) of Toronto.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think that connection, I think that's why it's important that like, it was a sister Nancy thing that like anchored us because I mean, Mm -hmm. hip hop is an African American invention, but yeah. Jamaican immigrants heavily influenced like the Absolutely. start of hip hop. Like they were yeah. incredibly involved in the birth of yeah. hip hop. So, knowing how immigrant communities tend to be close knit even across cities, it wouldn't yes. surprise me mm-hmm. that like that's, the Jamaican that's a good call is, like, out. You're
0: them. so right. Like my auntie you know? who live in Brooklyn. Who is Jamaican? Yeah. Like my cousin. Then they sent me a tape. But yada yada. There's right. like some new stuff coming up. Right. You're right. Y'all heard a cool park
1: yeah. Like. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly.
0: Up in Toronto. Very true. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I feel like that's that's the significance of like showing the Jamaicanness of it all. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I love this scene. We come in, this is like the second scene where we have they're listening to Rakim. Francis loves mm-hmm. Eric, Eric being Rakim. <laughs> That's <And> his shit. <laughs> yeah. It. So they're playing this at Desiree's, and Michael comes in with Aisha, and he's like turns so up. Like he He's yeah. shining, like he's got his girl with him. He the boy, him boy, he's shining, ain't you? Yeah, he's shining <laughs> <Right>. tonight. <laughs> Shoot. And you yeah. can see Francis from the DJ booth, like, looking down at his little brother, like, oh, mm-hmm. man, like, this is so good.
0: <laughs> he, he listening. He learned something. He heard what I said. Like, step into yourself. Like, come in the room.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Do you think Aisha knew that Francis was queer? I'm
0: Honestly, I don't think so because I thought I um, so. earlier in the movie um, when Michael and Aisha are back at the apartment, they they think they're going to be alone for a few hours or whatever, and they're mm-hmm. listening to Francis's records. When Francis comes in, she seems kind of shell shocked. She's like, "Ooh, like he's that right. guy in high school that like, all the girls is talking about. Like, have you seen yeah. you saw Francis walk up and down the hall today? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think she knew. I think she knew once she probably saw Francis." Um, and jelly together at Desiree's, then it probably was yeah. like, now we're like, cause then they started saying we're a family, like the four of them. You
1: know? Right. Right. I feel like yeah. she was, she, I don't, I can't tell when she knew, but I think she yeah. knew definitely before Michael did. I don't think he thought. Oh, for sure. I think he considered yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, the moment I yeah.
0: saw, um, Francis yell, don't touch him. I said, oh, yeah. wait a minute.
1: It's like, hmm, yeah. That Him was pointed. Okay. Very protective. That's your man's. <laughs> over yeah. Jelly, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> and I see why. Jelly was holding Francis down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Period. <laughs> he was. You know? <laughs> so, you know, we have, we're have we partying. We're having a good time. Um, there's a competition that happens uh, in France. This, the reason why I'm bringing this in is because yeah. it's an important, like, falling domino to Francis becoming mm-hmm. more and more disillusioned with the yeah. prospect of somehow being happy and all of this, like, yeah, shit. Yeah. All of this shit in his life. hmm They go to this DJ competition. Jelly puts it down. He represents for Scarborough. <laughs> he does. I freaking, freaking, fucking, freaking, freaking, freaking. It was good. Scratching the records. It was real good. And they're like, okay, we'll call you. Francis gets outside and realizes they didn't take their phone number, so. so they're not gonna call y'all. <laughs> that was a lie. They're not calling. Yeah. And, you know, they get into a fight. Outside Mm -hmm. with the bouncer and stuff because Francis is not willing to take no for an answer. Which, like, on some level, you got to be like that. But the world does not see him as a viable business partner, as a viable person to interact with. No matter how sweet and caring Francis is, he's a big Mm -hmm. black guy who doesn't have money. So the world Mm -hmm. sees him as a threat and someone to placate and someone to put down. Mm-hmm. problem is, he'll put them paws on you. <laughs> he will put them <laughs> paws on you. That. Francis, well, he is not afraid okay, to yeah. score up on
0: somebody. And I like to do that. A protector.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's where we get our yeah. second fuck it from Francis. You know? Oh, yeah. He's upset. He's over it. Now, the, the third fuck it ends in tragedy. Three because, strikes. Yeah. yeah. He had three strikes. He's three trying to... Right? to Um, he's nursing his wounds after these security people done beat up everybody. Jelly, Michael, Mm -hmm. everybody.
0: Everybody got their ass
1: whooped that day. Everybody got their ass whooped that day. (laughs) And I was really hoping this could just be a story about how everybody got their ass whooped that day. But, you know, they're back at Desiree's and the police follow up on this fight. Mm -hmm. I guess the security people told on them and stuff. And the police come in one of many times that the police come in and completely dehumanize everybody under Mm -hmm. the guise of trying to be helpful, you know? Right. Um, One thing I really liked about the portrayal of police here was similar to one of the, to the only Array movie that I actually liked, Um, Uh (laughs) like Array Indy, which was Residue, um, which is on Netflix as well. Ah, yes, 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 yes.
0: yes. That was in DC, right? Based in DC, that one? Right, right. Yeah.
1: They did Mm the same thing where the police characters are not, given faces really they're always out of focus or off screen
0: Mm, yeah yeah they're like npc like game characters or like a part of the game you know yeah
1: right and i feel like that that technique really nails down the fact that like it's the uniform and the instant like their job Mm -hmm. they're they're a force literally it's not about the police force you yeah. can't reason with the people in those uniforms because mm-hmm. they are acting on behalf of something else, you know? Right, right. An invisible force. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really liked that touch. But the police come in and good. they want to take everybody I'll, down. Before we
0: reveal yeah. um, the tragic ending for yeah. Francis, I'll, this whole buildup reminded me of a show that we both loved, watched, cried, laughed. Um this is us, like us. Mm-hmm. Wait. like we find out, you know, like it's season one that Jack is dead. We don't know how mm-hmm. he died, what what ha- what led to it. But that that build up up until what like the middle of season two uh, to mm-hmm. Jack's death. This movie reminded me just like all of those emotions that we felt. Just like, yeah. and then like that's how he dies. I was like, just yeah. the the emotions that came with all of that. This kind of took me right. back there.
1: Cause you keep guessing, like when they showed he was gay, I was like, "Oh no, oh god, I hope this isn't a movie about like the AIDS crisis." I watched, you know, I can't handle that. That one time we watched Rent together, and I had already seen Rent, but I rewatched it. I was sad for the rest of the week. You was (laughs) yeah. As a queer person, that's the one thing I just can't handle thinking about. I remember
0: you told me you had to stop watching Pose. I I did. I fucked
1: around last week. That's why I was so scared when I saw that and like knew the time period. Because last week I watched Mm -hmm. Philadelphia. If, I didn't realize I it was going to be that sad. Yeah. <laughs> it's Denzel, Denzel and Tom Hanks and Tom Hanks got oh, AIDS. Oh, hell. And it's sad. So oh, I was just hoping... I was kind of armoring myself for that. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, it, it's still a sad ending because, obviously, you know, the police are here. They're not there to solve a mm-hmm. crime. Because, obviously, these boys... Or did not win the fight, <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> you know? Right. They look toe up. Francis one right. of his eyes is well shut. He all brute. He can barely stand like yes, without somebody delivered. holding. He's him
1: obviously up. concussed. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. So the police are not here for that. The police are here to dehumanize them. Get up. Put your mm-hmm. hands over here. We're gonna search all this stuff. Yeah. And Francis yeah. is like, no, I'm done. And he says something that's really chilling, like to like everybody in the room. He says, no, it's happening today. Yeah, it's I'm happening crazy. today. And he he says, like, no, you need to tell me now why. Why are you doing this? Like, give me mm-hmm. an explanation. And the cops go and put their hands on Michael and Jelly. And yeah, and Jelly. Francis yeah. says, get your hand off of him. And they mm-hmm. end up shooting Francis tragically, fatally. Yeah. And that's where Francis' life ends. And this is when we realize- Crazy. When we were jumping from the time period like to the post Francis time period, we're seeing mm-hmm. the deterioration of their mother's mental health. And we realized yes. like this is really the trigger that was, <laughs> when you put 40 mm-hmm. years of overtime work every week on somebody, they're already broke yeah. down. But this just like like that broke her. her over the edge. It
0: truly broke her. Yeah. I, we did we haven't mentioned yet in this like uh future. Slash present time period of older Michael um and their mother Aisha is also back. Uh yeah. I have a few things to say about this. Uh we'll start with the with the funny because it got kind of deep. One, yeah. did grown I okay. First, let's talk about the hair that braided wig. Yeah. Um, number two, <laughs> did grown Aisha not remind you because she looked and sounded just like her Lynn Searcy's big sister. I didn't call nobody nigga, I said nigga. <laughs> Did she not remind you of that character? Yes or no?
1: A little bit. Why you tripping (laughs) Why you tripping? Up in here?
0: (laughs) Come on, sister. A little bit. Okay. A little bit. Okay. So that's the funny. And then number three, how we kinda mentioned earlier, Aisha. Um, not only does she help bring Michael out of his show when they're teenagers, but she's helping bring their mother kind of out of mm-hmm. this really dark space she's been in because we don't know how many years it's been since Francis has died, but it's been a while and she has never kind of snapped back in any way. Like we see their mom calling into like a psychic hotline, trying to get a message through to Francis or trying to get a message back from him from the afterlife. We see mm-hmm. her like not wanting to she doesn't speak to anybody. She doesn't cook mm-hmm. dinner anymore. Um she's she's a shell of herself basically like now that like her yeah. son people has been find murdered. her
1: wandering, no shoes on outside. Yeah, no and shoes just-
0: on. And Aisha comes and she kind of like breathes a new life into them again a little bit, like reminding them of the past and the good stuff that was going on with Francis and bringing back jelly Mm -hmm. and just like bringing music back into their house with the party, all these things they have been missing since Francis had passed. And I like that her character was kind of like the device for that in this movie. Yeah.
1: I loved that because the problem with michael's coping mechanism of doing nothing Mm -hmm. and hiding and laying in the corner Mm -hmm. of life like crunching up in the corner of life is that he thinks that if he doesn't move everything will stay the same yeah but everything's gonna keep moving forward, and you're just gonna get dragged and getting
0: worse, worse and <laughs> yeah. worse around you. So
1: yeah. Aisha is, you know, doing things, introducing new stuff, and Francis is trying to make it seem like he's protecting his mom's mental health, like she got Alzheimer's or something. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, right, you can't right. change too much in here all at once for her. And mm-hmm. Aisha's like, no, look at her, man. She's stuck. look at her. You're talking about like yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When she said, when Aisha says she's stuck. Like that was mm-hmm. so kind about of Aisha because what she meant to say was both of y'all asses is in here stuck. It's stuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So <laughs> let's have some food. Let's dance. Let's have some people over. Where's mm-hmm. jelly? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like
0: let's right. Where's let's this come on? Up
1: like and open the yeah. windows and feel the rain on your skin. Like because nobody else can feel right.
0: it for you. Like, <laughs> feel the rain on your skin. No one else can feel it for you. Only you can let it in. No one else. If you don't have your arms up right now and then are not cascading down your face, your what are you doing, girls? Just, <laughs> <laughs> Just
1: feel blonde in this. Take moment. that
0: ponytail out. Shake that <laughs> hair
1: out. <laughs> yeah. And I I love that. And honestly, she is a saint. Aisha is. Because she, she is. went off to the school. She got a scholarship. She a mm-hmm. programmer now. And she's yep. a computer programmer. So she making good money. And she comes mm-hmm. back and this this guy, Michael, is such yeah. a project. He is <laughs> very much so. He's working that. in every restore. sense of the word of Project. Every sense of the word. Like he looking beat up. He like. Yeah, like he but looks really twenty
0: beat- years older than I'm sure he is. Michael's supposed to be in his yeah. early twenties. I'm assuming he looks like life just done beat him down. Like he yeah. he's forty five. He got five <laughs> kids at the house. He worked. Yeah. He working on the trains or something. I don't know. You know. He been working on the trains all night. Working on the railroad. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> like he looks just beat down, Michael. Yeah. We gotta come on. She
1: really saved both of them. Like
0: he I used yeah, to be in there. He did.
1: And I feel like that's really the moral of the story. Like, for real, that's that I took of it. It's just, like, yeah. how important community and how important, like, being able to lean on people and have the net, like, have the, mm-hmm. the net, mm-hmm. like, the, the yeah, net yeah. fibers of the community mm-hmm. be strong and interlocked, yeah. you know? Because that's the only Period. thing. Like, we can't change the poverty. Like, yeah, more often than not, we can't change it. We can't change how fucked up the mm-hmm. world is and that the police is... Ready to kill, but yeah, we can yeah. take care of each other and try and make something. Oh, that was a word, too. That's how I felt You're preaching up movie. in here. Yeah, <laughs> that's <laughs> how I felt. I was like, Yeah, like, yeah, because nothing changes. He doesn't get some big new job and has right, no money. he doesn't. That's so true.
0: Yeah, yeah, nothing but changes. Somebody materially. did, yeah, his community did kind of step in and say, Like, we're gonna be okay, we're gonna help, we're gonna yeah. get through this together. Help you get through this, and you know, y'all, we're we're gonna lift y'all up right now because you need to be lifted.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I thought like that, that was beautiful. I thought that was beautiful. It Was
0: and listen, I'm, I'm gonna sing the praises of Mr. Virgo. Um, yeah, Mr. Clement. What what a yeah. thing you you made you a film yep. today.
1: I agree to that. Yeah, and with that, that's a perfect segue. Let's get to the awards,
0: Sydney. Who came to act? This is. A tough one. Um, because we really did have some great performances. Uh this film. I don't wanna sound biased because you know, I had to shout out my man at the top of the movie. Um, and we don't really do that here, you know, just give out awards to you know for
1: for being sexy.
0: Yeah, for being sexy. But this week me and the board make the rules. And for being hot and acting down. Mr. Aaron Pierre you get the nominee nomination this week yes you do yeah.
1: he did yeah. phenomenal in this film he, he did. really did this mm-hmm. was a a true showcase uh, for him and I'm it was a perfect casting I can't think of anybody else uh, who really could have nailed yeah. that mostly cause men not tall no more <laughs> and, big. <laughs> like, tall and big like y'all don't be looking like that like men just not and like <laughs> yeah like when you now and you can act on top of that, that really mm. just puts the puts the nail on the coffin.
0: I sing on the cake, yeah. Like yeah. I'm, I'm a fan. I, anything I've set myself this weekend, I will be watching The Underground. Um, he's also in that uh, yeah. on the Prime Video Underground Railroad that miniseries that Barry Jenkins did. I'm gonna watch that this weekend because yeah. I want to see him in it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah. go to the movies and see the Lion King prequel because I want to yeah. hear his Mufasa. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. It was very good. Um, so congratulations to him. Now, I re- sometimes. do I have permission this week to bring it? I'd like to do an award that mm-hmm. I only do every now and again. I have a nomination. Let me discuss it. Okay, just go ahead and talk to the board about it.
0: We think it's okay.
1: Oh, okay, thank you. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. They're always on call. It's like it's just yeah. you, like how fast you can <laughs> get them on the line.
0: The three of us really we I, they keep in touch with me. It uh, doesn't take much. Always,
1: yeah, you yourself mm-hmm. and you. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I would like to nominate someone for the Who Stole the Show award. This is an award Ooh. that goes out. It's a it's not an acting award. It's a an mm-hmm. award for an area of filmmaking. You know, it could be the art department. Yeah. It could be locations. Mm-hmm. It could be whatever. And who stole the show here is the sound designer. Um, Absolutely, the sound design here constantly going between like white noise and absolute mute Mm
0: -hmm. in in times Mm -hmm. of where it
1: need like the the tension would open and close like audio yeah yeah uh, what's the word audibly Audibly. yeah it was like it it was just very good and very intentional and thoughtful um so they stole the show uh the sound designer let me
0: see yeah it's 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 a gang of folks that was in the sound department but y'all did that Y'all did this that. This
1: is a lot of minds together, I can tell.
0: Yeah, this yeah. Was, y'all really did y'all,
1: that. Y'all, y'all fucking did that. It was good. hmm hmm Hats off to you. Yeah.
0: I I I'm I'm gonna say this. I don't always cry at movies. But at the end of this film, when they cause Nimakitipa, I think was like Francis, like comfort, like when he was feeling down or lonely, that song would play over his headphones. And they played yeah. this, played it again at the end of the movie when the credits were rolling. Um, after kind of like the family is finding their bright spot again. Like, Francis is always there with them, basically, right? And I shed some tears. I said, Not that's Francis. Like, that's his sign. Like, y'all are okay. Like, you know, protect each other, love each other. I said, Damn. Now you got me in here crying. Mm-mm. Yeah, it was beautiful.
1: It was really good. The score was fantastic as well. Fantastic, it was so, yeah. it, it was spot on.
0: Really well done. I love that song. <laughs> Sister Nancy Put She MC did. That. is my ambition. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. I got too
1: many. Y'all can tell, tell we from, from the, the south? Fun. I was gonna say, yeah. y'all can tell. <laughs> it's you got me. I'm African American. You got me. African American guilty from the
0: South. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
1: okay let's go let's get out of
0: here yeah. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week
1: thanks for listening to join in on the conversation meet us in the twitter streets at Pod or over on instagram at New Circuit. spelled c-h-i-t-l-i-n and to keep up with our latest visit our website at thenewchitlincircuit.com cause I wanna talk about Francis mm. He looked so hot. I was starting so to think good. like maybe, maybe I'm not gay. You he know? might
0: turn you around because listen,
1: it was just a face.
0: <laughs> <oof. laughs>
1: you know I just, what I would do with I that man would be say. illegal.
0: Oh my god, they have to lock me say up to the room, sell so me, <laughs> so me under the jail. <laughs> they to have to put me away. <laughs>
1: Not because it's not consensual, because it's just illegal. I think what it's we just would illegal, illegal. Why would, would
0: be yeah. illegal. Because <laughs> why like, would y'all think that was okay?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's a man. Yeah. Okay. Hot. <laughs>
0: like I just hot. God. Oh mm. mm, shit. And fun fact: he's going to be playing because you know they're doing Barry Jenkins. Also, which is also a funny tie-in. Barry Jenkins Love is uh, directing the Lion King prequel, and Aaron Pierre oh. is playing Simba. Oh, are we doing more Lion King? (laughs) We are doing more Lion King. I don't know if it's live action, okay? But no, it's it's voice. It's animated. Okay, he's doing voice. Well, voice can mean anything because it was voice for the live action. I
1: don't know, but it's. I just feel like set to come out next year. Blackest King. That whole like the whole Lion King live action was such a long period of time. Like the rollout and the campaign was so Mm -hmm. long. It was like a year long. So it wasn't that long ago. Like, it wasn't. Because it was the year, and then now Beyonce has an album. So now she's. (laughs) So now she. So it. An
0: album and visuals attached to it. So the album came out, the visuals came out like a month or so later, and that was a whole nother rollout. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, like, I just think it's too soon for more Lion King.
0: Well, it's coming out next year, apparently. Oh my God. Oh, this is conflict. Who am I going to? I hope I get. Yeah. Imagine my other baby daddy is also in this film, Kelvin Harrison Jr. What am I gonna do? (laughs) (laughs) Can I be a plus one for That's crazy. I'm gonna have to do like remember that interview Regina Regina Hall did with um (laughs) (laughs) hopping from lap to lap. I'm gonna have to do that. And they're just sitting
1: there acting like yeah, like totally. Like the movie was Mm -hmm. like.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me let me give me one second.
1: She's living my dream. (laughs) Let's go into
0: bloopers. (laughs) End of the show credits.